everybody, and welcome to the 51st edition of off. Or excuse me, I almost said off the of Attitude Era Live. Rather, I've still got, I still got um, the show we were on on Thursday stuck in my head. I uh, got a quick little thing here I want to play for you guys. This is Colin from Minnesota Metal Band Celestial Drift. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with my guy, the Icon. And for those of you. For those of you who don't know who one of our sponsors are, it is... So here we are, episode 51 since we changed the name, and uh, we've got an action-packed show tonight. Icon tells me that we've got three guests. Yes, we do. Uh, our first guest uh, will be uh, one of the uh, one of the great uh, female wrestlers uh, in Europe, and uh, uh, we will be calling her. Uh, uh, you want to talk about a long-distance call, uh, Luna Rocks uh, will be on with us, and we'll be able to smell what the rock is cooking. Uh, then we have Michael Sam Houston, uh, who will be on with us. Uh, and as you may or may not know, uh, he has a couple interesting uh, relatives that were famous wrestlers who will ask him about that. And uh, then our third guest will be Tommy Jack McGee. Uh, and uh, he'll be talking to us about that. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. We are going to have some fun. And tonight... So I, I have a question here. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to our guest Monday Night Raw. It pertains more to Granny Holster. Uh, you put out a, a status the other day. Um, and I'm totally putting you on blast right now. But it's a status. Regarding your future... In professional wrestling, and uh, I'm just wondering what's what's going on with that. Is everything all good on, on your side of town? Okay, yeah, um, guys. Well, yeah. B Train and I we had a long conversation this afternoon on on the episode I was with B Train. Long story short, guys, um, I've been dealing with some health issues off and on since about 2004. Um, I, after about a month after I lost my dad, I ended up in the hospital with a couple blood clots in my right leg. And while I was in the hospital, I uh, had a clot go to my lung. And the doctor told me if I had not been in the hospital, I would have died. So it kind of gave me an eye opener about some things. Um, fast forward a few years. Um, I worked for a major retail company for about 14 years. And the last day that I worked was September 21st, 2012. Went to work that Friday, went out for dinner that night with my husband, ended up going to the emergency room and had to be hospitalized again with, um, another blood clot for five days. And, so I went on medical leave for a year. Doctor told me I couldn't work anymore. 
Um, ended up having to have an IVC filter put in in December 2013 to keep the clot from going harder my lung, you know, if I had one break loose again. Since then, I've had two total knee replacements, and I had a pacemaker put in last year because my heart rate was as high as 132 and as low as 43 at 8 o'clock in the morning when I really wasn't doing anything. So last weekend, we had wrestling for a cause in Claremore, and it was an all-day. I mean, I had to be there early because we had an event prior to the show that we attended, and while I was at the show, um, I got really pale. I mean, and I'm guessing that my blood pressure kind of bottomed out. Since I've had the pacemaker, my heart rate, when it hits 60, the pacemaker kicks in, which so my pacemaker runs about 44% of the time. It just kind of helps keep my heart rate regulated, where it doesn't get too high, but it will not ever go below 60 again since I have the pacemaker. But that being said, um, um, and I know it was probably silly for me to post that post, but I got a lot of encouraging feedback from people who mean a lot to me, who's part of my wrestling family that I consider family, you know. And, you know, fans, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a fan. I had this name for about 15 years. I mean, even before I ever became Granny Hulkster, I was just Lori Burt wrestling fan, you know. And I did the same thing that I do now. I I boo the bad guys. I cheer the good guys. You know, I give everybody lots of grief if they deserve it, you know. But I never honestly thought that that name would ever stick like it has. And so I kind of posted something today thanking everybody for the kind words, the encouraging feedback, because I knew... What everybody was going to say, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, and all the feedback I got was what I had anticipated on on hearing, you know, that no matter what, deep down inside, I am always going to be granny, I mean, for the rest of my life, whether, I mean, because I have been to wrestling shows without my granny shirt on, and everybody still calls me granny, anybody in the wrestling world that knows me, calls me granny they call me granny their husbands or wives call me granny their kids call me granny i am granny to pretty much the entire wrestling world that anybody that knows me so you know that's where i'm going with this i mean i was dealing with this situation about eight months ago and i had to just kind of stop and say okay maybe god's trying to tell me that maybe I just need to slow down a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to quit going to wrestling shows. <laughs> I'm not, you know. Hopefully I you're not going to quit on shows. Well, no, no, no. Well, see, you, you, you bring that up, Icon, because V-Train was afraid the same thing, that he says, here, I just got Granny as my co-host, and she's going to quit on me. And I, I said, no, V-Train. I mean, that's far from that. I am not quitting the podcast with V-Train. I'm not quitting the podcast with you. 
I will always be granny no matter what. I mean, that is just a name that is going to be with me for the rest of my life. And I love doing what I do. And, you know, if it means me stepping back and occasionally having to miss a show here or there, so be it. Because I, after I lost my dad, I was trying to be strong for my mom. I was trying to be strong for my son because my son has bipolar disorder. And when I lost my dad, that was very hard on my son because he was very close to his grandpa. And I did not want him to end up in the hospital somewhere and had to have his meds adjusted, you know, and have him get suicidal because he lost his grandfather. You know, so I was always worried about everybody else. I always put everybody else first. Before I thought of me. And so I kind of sometimes, I kind of have to stop and, and kind of take a step back and say, okay, I get this. You know, God, you gave me a second chance to live. You gave me a second chance to do whatever I needed to do. I am very much involved in wrestling for a cause, you know, because I love what they do. You know, I love being a fan. I love helping I love make the shows entertaining for everybody. But now I've got to stop and step back and say, okay, eventually, I'm, I, and I know one day I'm not going to be able to keep doing what I do. I, I know that. If it means me slowing down for a little bit for a while, hey, so be it. If, you know, if it happens, it happens. If I have to, I have to. But don't worry, I well, know don't you worry. Got at least Granny's years not. Left, Granny so. is not. Granny is not abandoning you guys. I'm not abandoning Betray because I assured him of the same thing. So it's kind of funny that well, you brought that up, Big Swing, because we talked about that this yeah. afternoon in pretty lengthy detail. Well, we know that Granny's got at least 20 years left, so we're, we're good there. You know, <laughs> and uh, well, I hope so. Uh, and uh, we're going to keep this podcast going. Uh, uh, eventually we're going to make it a national uh, uh, standing, and uh, we're working on that. Uh, it's, you know, it's slow going right now, but uh, uh, from the people I've talked to that want to be on the show, that are calling me to get on the show and have heard of the show, uh, it's, it's only a matter of time. I mean, we just keep growing, and, uh, you know, um, uh, and oh, for sure. I, I do hear a lot of... I mean, I, lo- I hear a lot of feedback about uh, Granny Hulkster, and I uh, hear feedback about how uh, 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 my other co-host would like to be in bed with Edge. And I'm not kidding about that. I've heard a few people comment about that, and uh, they also uh, uh, talk uh, talk to me about how uh, big my ego is, and. Um, I've been asked about that. If that's just an actor, if that's real, if, if I really have an ego like that, I, I, I guess I don't know. On the show, I have an ego, but that's just the way I'm supposed to be. But anyway, um, real quick here, and then I'll let uh, Granny finish her story while I try and get our first guest on the air, uh, see if she's on. Uh, I want to send uh, our condolences out to uh, the families. 
of a few of our former guests that have passed away over the last week and a half. Uh, we want to send a shout out and uh, condolences to the family of uh, uh, Brickhouse Brown. Um, he passed away um, suddenly this last weekend, and also uh, um, Kim Icon. Waller. Icon. I just saw something on Facebook earlier today. Brickhouse Brown is still alive. Apparently, he they was able they were able to bring him back. I mean, from what I've seen on post today, he has not passed away yet. Everybody thought he had, but what I've been seeing oh. in the last couple of days, I think he I think he is still alive. I mean, from what I've from what I read earlier today on Facebook somewhere. Well, um, then what I'll try and do is I'll try and call him. Uh, I still have his number, so I'll try to call him. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll let you guys uh, take the reins a little bit here uh, while I try and get uh, our first guest on. If not, I have another guest waiting in the wings. So just take a second, and I'll be uh, right back to you guys. Um, second. i got to find the number. And I'll uh, make it happen. So I'll talk to you guys in one little second. Oh. I didn't mean to, to frighten anybody, you know, with my post that, you know, that I mentioned, you know, yesterday or, you know, the day, whenever I mentioned it, you know, so it, I think it was yesterday I posted it, but it is what it is, you know, and sometimes we just have to step back and take a break from something, you know, and Whether it's a good bad thing or a bad thing or, you know, but I will still be a fan regardless of who I am. <laughs> Big Swing, are you still there with us? Well, I hope uh, everybody had a wonderful weekend. And while we're waiting for the icon to come back on to join us, I... Are you back, Icon? Yeah, I am. So now I got to okay. uh, try and get our other guests. To call I think I was because, actually by uh, myself got... for a few. I was actually by myself for a few minutes. I don't think Big Swing is with us right now, but. All right. So. All right. Let me uh, try and uh, get a hold of our next guest. Uh, we'll just keep going on with this here. I was just telling everybody, you know, I didn't mean to frighten anybody with what I had posted, but, you know, sometimes we all just got to step back and take a break sometimes on certain things. Right. You know, um, you know, that's, you know, that's what happened to me. I was, you know, I want to get right back in the groove after my first heart attack, and then uh, a week and a half later, I had another one. And, uh, you know, yeah. 
So anyway, um, so I'm going to try and get our next guest, and we'll see if he calls in, and hopefully uh, uh, Big Swing is monitoring the uh, the, the board to get our next guest on. Uh, so anyways, guys, uh, when, so, so the first guest uh, icon um, – this is pretty exciting. I know we've been we've been waiting on this for a while. Um, I mean, what 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 do we got, what do we got on tap? Well, uh, our first guest, uh, uh, I got the voicemail. So uh, obviously, uh, you know, with the time zone thing and everything. So hopefully, our next guest just got my text message. Uh, so um, uh, he'll be calling in. Um, he is con- because he is confirmed, so. Um. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully everything works with that. But. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um. So, have you have either of you guys gotten a chance to check out Raw tonight? Uh oh. Watching it right I now. Was I, I was watching it earlier. I really loved the beginning of it, how they started it off. I thought that was pretty awesome. Well, how did they start off? Tell us while we're waiting. Well, um, you know, Vince McMahon was out in the ring, and then he introduced um, Stephanie and Triple H, and they came to the ring, and they had a big another big announcement, and they had all the divas step forward, and they were talking about all how important all their WWE workers were to them, you know, men and women both, and then they had the divas all step forward. And October 25th, I believe it is, they're going to have Evolution, and it's going to be the first all-women pay-per-view. They're going to have 50 women involved in this all-women pay-per-view for the Divas. Hey, uh, Big Swing, are you, uh, are you monitoring the board? Yes, we do have a call along. We have a call along. All right. Okay. Uh, I know who it is, so if you want to put him in, I'll introduce him, then we'll talk to him. I will do that. I'm going to step aside to uh, get the Yankees to commercial. I'll be. Oh, wait a minute. They just cut off. Wait a minute. Hopefully, they'll call back in here. I was just going to click on it. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Modern technology, you gotta love it, folks. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. I should just start calling him. Hold on. Yeah, they're not. He's, he's still not on. So. All right, let me oh, call him. Well, Hold I, on. I, I didn't see it. All right, you call him. I'm gonna step aside. Oh wait, he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Hello. Hey, you're on. Uh, Icon is actually just calling you because we went to this is Colin switch over to you. Whoops! Oh, I hit the wrong button. Uh, Icon was gonna switch over to you, and um, and your number went off on there. So as soon as he comes back on the line, I'll have him do his introduction and all that. But he's probably ringing okay. through on that line right now. So 
All right, is he back on? Is, Wait, is he uh, calling? Yeah, yeah, I, I can. He's he's on. I, I I put him on for you. So I'll let you do your introduction. We'll go for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, this man is not only a living legend, but he is one of the all-time greats in the wrestling business. Without further ado, I give you the one and the only. He is Sam Houston. Hey, Sam, thank you? you so much, man. I, oh, I appreciate that. I mean, now, you know, tell me, oh, is that gosh. not the best introduction you've ever had? Yeah, you know, that's right up there. I'm not going to say it's the best because there's always one better, but it, it just may never get out, you know. So you always got to give it your all. But yeah, that was right up there. That's got to be in the top two. That's what I told uh, uh, some guy the other day. I, he said, uh, our match, he goes, he goes, gosh, I don't know. Um, a little bit of my history with Black Bart. Okay. Remember him? Well, I'll tell you, um, yes, I do. And we're going to, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, he uh, he's another one of my heroes, but of course you you'll always be above him in my book. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I will what butt what we like to do, <laughs> yeah. What we like to do is after I uh, give the the great introduction, uh, we like uh-huh. to have our guests kind of give us a little introduction about themselves, tell us a little bit about themselves, and we ask them some questions. So go ahead and tell us about yourself. Okay, sure. Okay, uh, y'all, uh, my name is Sam Houston. Uh, my father's name was Grizzly Smith. Uh, he was a professional wrestler uh, when I was born. I was born in Tampa, Florida. Uh, my dad was on the road. Uh, he, his, our family home was in Texas. But uh, my dad was a headliner, so we, we lived in 21 different parts of the country by the time I started first grade. Um, wow. And then, you know, 31 by the time I was 16. So, you know, we, we but, you know, that's the nature of the business. You know, those were the territory days. And your headliners they come in for three or four months and keep passing through, pass on to the next one. You know, then guys would have, uh, I guess, their home territories where they stayed, basically, and then went out and just did shots other places. You know, uh, and uh, so well, anyway, I, so I broke into the wrestling business backwards. Uh, I learned the office part first, you know, counting the houses and stuff like that, being able to, uh, you know, pretty pretty accurately guess guess how many people are in the, at the event, you know, and what the what the dollars on it should be. I knew what the old payroll and everything all was. And then, I, uh, but in second grade, I joined. Uh, uh, I went to uh, a buddy of mine went to Catholic high school. I was in second grade. And he was going to a wrestling camp. And I knew at four years old I wanted to be a wrestler. So I signed up for the wrestling camp over the summer. Well, you know, my friends growing up weren't Alan Alan down the road and Joe and John. My friends were Danny Hodge and Dick Murdoch and Killer Brooks and these guys. You know, Luke Brown. Um, the, well, uh, Bob Griffin, the Gladiator, you know, uh, Reggie Parks. Those were my friends, Mr. Wrestling. You know, they that's who I grew up with because I grew up on the road and, and, and at the show show every night. Well, um, 
when I signed up for the wrestling camp, Herb Calvert and Jim Shields and a whole bunch of the amateur wrestlers that, that had been AAU champions and these credentials and those credentials came to the camp. Well, the coach went nuts, and then he, I mean, he loved it. So uh, he let me work out with the high school boys uh, when school started. You know, because I could bring top wrestlers to to help train with 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 his kids in his high school. So then, when I was seventeen, I you know I was training real hard. Now I, I was getting ready to get in the ring and and uh, work, uh, but I had my tonsils taken out, and uh, there was problems, there were complications during the surgery, and I died on the table for two minutes. Well, not at that time when they tried to. When they tried to save my life because they left me in the recovery room to die for four and a half hours. Uh, They took me in for the emergency surgery, and that's when I flatlined for two minutes. Uh, They resuscitated me. However, I was in a coma for two weeks and having a lot of -of out-of-body experiences and things like that, spiritual stuff. Anyway... Uh, I I didn't eat food that year from April the 2nd to August the 13th. Um, well, uh, but the school had told me that I missed so much food that I'd have to take another year, and I didn't want to do that or anything. So I dropped from 230 pounds to 128 pounds. It took me a year to gain my weight back and get back up to that mark. When I went to my dad to break into the, to the wrestling business, I'd been through it all, been stretched by George Weingroff. You know, I went through it just like everybody else used to back then. And, uh, you know, um, well, when I went to I wanted to start wrestling, he told me, he said, I've already lost you once. You know, wrestling's not, you're not going to wrestle. So I ran away from home, and Dusty Rhodes got me my first matches in Florida, in Tampa, Florida. It's kind of neat because uh, Sam Houston was born in the same town that Michael Smith was born in. And I started wrestling. I wrestled in Florida for three months. Did really well down there. When I went home for Christmas, my dad was proud of me. I was making a good, solid name. My work was good, you know. And then I went from uh, Florida to the Carolinas. You know, and we turned that, I mean, when I first got there, it was slow and, and everything else. The houses were down. Uh, Dusty came in, and boy, I mean, uh, it, it, it was a ride across the sky on the edge of a lightning bolt. You know, Learjets, limousines, everything. Yeah. And, cool. um, you know, you had mentioned... You mentioned that uh, your your father was Griffey Smith, so I guess that would mean that uh, your brother uh, would have to be Jake the Snake Roberts, if I'm not mistaken. My, yeah, my brother. Uh, I was going to get to him, believe me, because my brother's got okay. the best psycholo- psychological mind for this business. But, you, know, you know, people say, it, oh, Jake's got a great mind. No, Jake's got the best mind that ever came to walking down the road in this business. You know, he's the best. Killer Carl Cox told him one time, he said, you know, at the CACs, he said, you're the best of all of us. You know? You My know, brother's and uh, you know, he's battled a lot uh, of sorry, demons, just like I have. Yeah, you know. Right. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, we um, we had hello, hello. I think. Oh, hello. I think we lost Icon there, Sam. Okay. 
Yeah, we uh, we uh, had your uh, either your niece or your daughter on a couple months Samantha ago. Samantha Star. Yep, yep. Samantha Sam- Star. Yes, we we had her on. Samantha with us. Star. That's my and, daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had her on with us, and uh, I, I said the first thing I asked her. I said, can you hook me up with your dad? Can you get your dad on the show? And she said, well, uh, here's how to get a hold of him. And I did. Now, we, there's, I, I don't know if you can, you know, because, you know, this is about you. We're going to ask you questions. But uh, do you, would you be able to hook us up with Jake? Well, I, you know, it's a funny thing with me and Jake, you know. Um, when I see him, we have a great time and stuff like that. But then, you know, when we're not together anymore, you call him up or something, and he never returns phone calls. So, I I know the yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that, though, you know. Um, so I can't make Well, yeah, if you, if you can. Yeah, I mean, I'd, lo- I'd love to, you know, hey. This guy, you know. <laughs> Maybe help him out. Um, right, yeah, you know, because you know we've had, uh, you know, we had DDP on with us uh, uh-huh. about three months ago. Well, maybe ago. If, if and, I tell uh, you, Dallas did it too, you know. Right, and uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, he helped, uh, you know, Jake with the DDP yoga and. Uh, oh, he saved and, his uh, life. You know, yeah, he, he saved his and, life. Uh, he gave him a rebirth. You know, he kick-started him. You know, Jake always had it in him, but he just he needed the motivation. And you know? uh, um, you uh, also uh, in your um, in your career. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You had, uh, and of course, this is my opinion. I hope you know. I hope I don't offend you by saying this, but uh, when I was a kid watching you, I remember you had the. Uh, the world's prettiest ballet with you. Oh, Nicola, baby doll. Baby doll, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, WCW, well, WCW and WWF didn't. Well, WWF missed their call and went went up there. They should have put her to work. You know, but she she would. Well, even the event that she went to with me. She overshadowed Elizabeth just sitting, being out in the crowd or whatever. They couldn't put her out there with the people. You know, so and, they had you know, to hide I was, her. I was, I always thought that was, I always thought that was sad. That uh, uh, I think, I think she would have been perfect. Uh, you know, back, you know, back. I think back in the back in the day, compared to now. Uh, you know, I think that would have been, uh, you know, they probably would have had her wrestling now, too. You know, they probably would have had her oh, and yeah. Elizabeth going after at that. Yeah. You well, know, I, I remember don't know, because Nicola I, was, yeah, Nicola was a, uh, quite a bit bigger. And Nicola was a, a, an athlete, my baby doll. Baby doll's an athlete. I, a lot of people don't know. She held a state record, I mean, a Texas state record in shot put. You know, right? That's not. And, you know, uh, I don't know how far she drew, but I wouldn't want to be on the other end trying to catch it. <laughs> right, and you know, I uh, correct me also if I'm wrong because I, I I can be wrong sometimes. You also had a sister, uh, Rock and Robin, I do believe that was also in the business. Right. Yeah, she was the uh, the WWF ladies champion or women's champion or was I guess ladies champion. I don't know. They they keep changing the name. Is it a woman's champion or ladies champion or you the divas? You know. <laughs> it's kind right. Of, 
I'm the ballerina champion, you know. <laughs> I want to get I, I want to get I want to get one of those great big uh the one of the big weightlifting belts and then open up a, get one of those great big tomato soup cans, you know, the big ones that are about 6 7 inches. Cut one of those can lids off and then get a couple of small ones and then pop rivet it to the weightlifting belt and wear it backwards. And then I can be the Lipton champion, champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, real quick here, and then I, then we're going to get to the questions. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. I first saw you in 1988. Okay. Uh, and I'll never forget your outfit. You you came to the ring. You're aware uh, you had a white cowboy hat. And uh, you had you had a uh, you were wearing these uh, these pants that were uh, I don't know fringes or cut up or whatever uh, you know now the, the a pair of pants like that would be like two three hundred dollars because kids always wear pants with you know cuts and stuff in them. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, do, do you remember what uh, what I what I'm referring to that outfit? No, I mean, the, okay, the hat had to be a silver silver belly hat because it never had a white hat. So it had to be a, like a, a kind of a grayish looking, but a lighter, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I kind of remember the hat. Um, but the the pants, no. I mean, I wore, I wore chaps to the ring. Uh, oh, maybe they were chaps then. Yeah, either white or black. And then I had a pair that were the Texas flag, red, white, and blue. But, you know, I was looking in the mirror one day, and I had my initials down at the bottom on the on the bat wings. And I looked, and I just saw the SH, and I started laughing to myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll let people think about it for a little bit, and then they can laugh, too. And, uh, uh, yeah, because I remember the first event I saw you at, it was uh, – uh, 1988. Uh, you were in the very first Royal Rumble in history. Yeah, sure was. And, and if I recall, uh, I can't remember who eliminated you, but uh, I remember you uh, you lasted for a while in that match. Right. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I I can't remember if it was Sika or Ron Bass because up there when I was up there, there there were quite a few times. You know, you're you're in battle roles and stuff. Uh, it's kind of like, but I can't remember who threw me out where. But uh, I know the Samoans got a hold of me on a, on a big event. I know Ron Bass did too. Cause, and I was sitting there in the first Royal Rumble. I was in prison uh, for a, a fourth offense DWI. I'd never had a third offense, but I had to sign off on a fourth offense, which is a whole other story. Anyway, a lot of people can uh, choose to get better or worse in prison. Well, I did my best to get better. Uh, God gave me uh, a whole lot to live for. Uh, two nights after they they locked me up. So every day. And then you got rehabilitated, right? Right. Well, uh, my mom died five days after. Well, here's a story. Uh, I had cha- made an improper lane change. I didn't put my blinker on. And uh, they pulled me over. They smelled. Uh, they smelled alcohol. I was going my way to the halfway house. They smelled alcohol, but they didn't have a probable cause for uh, arresting me for DWI. 
Oh, so they mm-hmm. arrested me for improper lane change. Well, I bonded out of there, and I checked into a two-year-long rehab because I knew I had a problem, man. Um, I've been drinking hard since I've been paralyzed, or since well, since Nicola and I split up. Um, I was power drinking. I was drinking one to three fifths a day every day, and uh, uh, just. You know, I was really having a problem. I tried. Well, in 1999, I gave everything up, but the thing I couldn't quit was alcohol. And I moved to Louisiana to try to quit where they got a daiquiri shack, a drive-through daiquiri shack on every corner in every every town, you know. So I'm down there, um, and I got a couple of DUIs. Um, Well, when I go to uh, court... I'd been in a Senecor, a two-year-long rehab. I'd been in there three months to the day. I had to go to court to pay a ticket for improper lane change. I get there, the DA threw that charge out and hit me with DWI fourth offense. I said to him, sir, I've never had a third offense. And he said, if I have to redo the paperwork, he said, I'm going to hit you with a habitual offender act. And he said, and set you down for the rest of your life. You'll never make it outside them bars, those bars. He said, or you sign off on the fourth against DWI, we'll give you 10 years, and you'll serve half of it. Or you'll do 30 years in uh, prison. He said, we'll charge you with it. You can fight it all you want to. We'll make it stick, and you'll spend uh, the maximum 30 years. So and then they uh, took me back and then they they uh, I guess you know took me to jail and uh, I was there they put me in for five years professional wrestler I was there for five years yeah uh, so because I was a wrestler um, they viewed me as a security threat so they put me on murderer's row you know maximum oh security. man. Oh, yeah, I, I, I get in there. This guy, this old black man comes up to me. His name is Mr. Matthews. Comes up to me. He goes, my name is Matthews. I just killed three white women. What did you do to get in here? And I said, improper lane change. Improper lane change. This man, you know, you know, these are murderers. I'm surrounded by them. I, I could stand it for about two days, man. And uh, the second day in there, the second night, Saturday night, uh, it was, uh, well, Saturday the 16th of January, uh, and then uh, I slipped my sheet up, I braided it together, I made two nooses, I ran the sheets through the bars, I put them over the top of my head. I got up on the top rack. I said, God, only you can stop this now. Now, the sheets were short enough that it should have snapped my neck before my body hit the ground, you know, that close. Because um, the ledge I was jumping off of, and I was really close to the, the bar, but was only about five feet. So it should have snapped, snapped my neck. Um, it didn't. Uh, I, I got up there. I said, God, only you can stop this. Well, I got to tell you, brother, I hit the ground so hard with the balls of my feet where they were bruised for weeks. Those nooses were broke. They weren't torn. They weren't ripped. They were broke. I tie knots offshore. Those knots, I'm a, I'm, I'm a licensed rigger, you know. 
Offshore. Mm-hmm. I'm a scaffold supervisor, but I, you know, a rig. I do everything out there. <laughs> anyway, so I dropped to my knees and I thanked God, and I told him I wouldn't ever hurt myself again. So five days later they come. I've been in there a week. Five days later they come. They chain me up. They carry me to the chaplain's office, and they said your mom died. You can make a phone call home. I oh, called man. my sister, called my sister, and, uh, oh, well, my mom passed from her liver shut down from alcohol and over-the-counter medications like, you know, Tylenol and the Tylenol PM. All those things attack your liver. You know, I wish people were smart enough. Um, but anyway, she died of that, and they made arrangements. I, you know, I was able to go to the funeral. I went to the funeral in chains, but I went. Uh, but uh, that that day when she passed, and I called, uh, we set up, made arrangements and everything. Well, and they took me back to the cell. I dropped to my knees. They took the chains off of me. I dropped to my knees, and I promised uh, promised God I'd never drink again. That's almost nine you years on the twenty eighth of this month. And you've been so you've been sober August for nine years. years. Hmm? Excuse me. And you've been sober now for nine years, right? Yes, sir. Almost. You know, we're getting there. <laughs> I know it's a AA well, thing you know, and I I did all mine without AA. You know, I drew a line in the dirt. I talked to God. I drew a line in the dirt. You know, they said keep your higher power in AA. Well my higher power is the Lord Jehovah, you know. Um, I'm not ashamed of him, of him. Uh, I love him. He's, you know, he's given me everything. Uh, I, you know, all I want to do is help people. And I'm being, I'm, I'm having, I get that opportunity. I just got a song that came out, you know, that people are listening to now. What's the name? It's called Salvation. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Salvation. It's about the night I got saved. You know. Well, uh, here's here's what we're gonna do. Uh, okay. We're gonna have my co-host find that song. Uh, oh, he cool. won't be able to do it now. But yeah, we're gonna it's on YouTube. Find that song. Salvation it, by next Sam. week. Next week we'll play it on this show, uh, and uh, we will, uh, you know, we'll have that as a we'll have that as a, a closing song for our show next week. That'll work, man. Uh, and uh, you know, with um, with Everything that you've been through, you know, uh, with you know, everybody has you know, everybody has their demons, you know. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I hope you don't. You know, I mean, you know, your father had demons, you had demons, your brother had demons, your sister had demons, everything. But the thing is, what what is awesome about you and your family? Is you're, you've taken those demons that you've had and you've helped save other people by talking about it. Well, can I tell you, and, and this is what uh, my buddy, okay, my, uh, just for all your listeners and everything, uh, and it, well, everybody else needs to know too. I, I helped a, uh, I, I met a disabled veteran a couple of years back. His name is Jamie Morris. He's a fellow that helped me started with the social media because nobody, you know, I just got out of prison. Nobody's really going to help. But I made a drive to, to uh, take him some pictures and stuff. Anyway, um, 
you know, uh, he he told me the other day, he said, Sam, he said, the, the way it is with you, he said, you want to help other people, but he said, you have to live it first. You know, and it's all about living it, getting through it, you know, standing back up, getting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. It's all about going one step further, you know. And, exactly. and Jake, yeah, Jake, Jake, man, if any of these young guys out there now, I mean, if he thinks it works crap, he's going to tell you that. But he's also going to tell you how to make get better. Now, no. do you uh, no. now you uh, um, do you, uh, do you do uh, do you do uh, uh, counseling or uh, uh, any uh, anything like that? Well, I mean, I, I, took a, 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 I was uh, I was in a ministry class and with the Assemblies of God Church down in Florida, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, Jamie and I did a we did a Facebook live. And then this one fellow that I guess claimed to be a promoter, his name was Dave Nelson, uh, you know, reached out to me. Well, I bid on everything he, you know, threw out there, hook, line, and sinker. I, I believed in him. You know, I, I had faith in him, I guess. And uh, I got down to Florida, and, and boy, I was in the wrong place, you know. But I was in the right place because, uh, you know, my Heavenly Father put me put me in a place uh, with a lady that by the name of Cherie Perez. She's a friend of mine. Uh, Cherie had broken her spinal column eight years earlier in a snowboarding accident. And uh, she had tried rehab for six years of, uh, after the accident and nothing helped. She didn't benefit from, find any benefit from it. So she sat in her chair for two years, you know, a little, yeah, about two years. And then I moved in. I, I rented a room at her place to, so I could, you know, get by. And uh, um, so she, I guess she got motivated by me and because uh, I, I told her my story about when I was paralyzed and about, when my father had a uh, formal muscular dystrophy when he was 66, and they told me he'll be in a wheelchair next year and I uh, never get out. Well, no, my dad died at 77, but because he worked out every day, got him working out every day, the blood kept pumping through his, through his muscles and nerves, and atrophy never set in. My dad walked unassisted, walked unassisted. Till the almost till the day he died, you know. Well, Cherie started working out, driving herself, pushing herself, and you know that lady. Now she has to do it with the aid of braces, but she can walk up to two hours a night, and she gets out there on a wakeboard, you know, with the seat welded to it. Gets behind a boat and goes, brother. She does 360 spins and everything. You know, it's the most most heart touching thing. You know, in in the world is helping somebody like that. Right. Now I was you know, going to ask you. Sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean the the thing with with Cherie and my dad and everything. I, I talked to my pastor at the church, and we're putting together something for the uh, wounded warriors and the uh, disabled uh, and elderly. And the, you know, it's called Miracle in Motion. And what that is 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 you know teaching people how to 
uh, move, how to how to get you know circulation, get the blood pumping through your veins. You know, because when when the blood doesn't reach the extremities, they start cutting stuff off. Right. <laughs> you know. You know. Hey, I want to keep these legs another ten years. You know. Right. You know. Well, your um, your father um was uh uh was uh had a uh a part or was featured. I I guess he really can't call it a part. In the movie Beyond the Mat, with you know, with mm-hmm. your brother. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what is your, uh, if you if you'd be willing to give us your opinion on that movie? Did you like it? Were you not a fan of it? Well, not really. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm watching. I'm going, oh, okay, what a, what a bunch of crap. I mean. You know, it, it it did show a lot of things in light. You know, it tried to, I, I guess it tried to drum up stuff from the past. But th- these were things that I was not involved with. You know, I did I did, You know, this was that this was their relationship. You know, I got to tell you, I mean, even though my father used me as bait that I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what was going on, started me drinking, you know, my, my dad when I was seven years old, I was on the road with him every night, so we get in the car, he gave me a bottle of Boone's Farm, passed out, and, you know, he does whatever to, you know, I don't know, but my dad offered me drinks, I'm drinking with my dad the whole nine yards, we were best friends, uh, I didn't know, you know, you know, did, so did they, I can ask you speak about my relationship. Did you be part of that movie at all? No, no, I didn't. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I was out there. I was there the day they were filming, and they were busting the rocks over there, and I just, I just stood back in the back. I, I wasn't. I don't know. That 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 wasn't built in my world. <laughs> now uh, we have uh, we have about. Uh, uh, 15 minutes or so here with you, maybe about 10. Sure. Uh, I had sent you a little text message uh, uh, with this script uh, to do a little liner for us. Uh, do you still have that, or do you need me to send that I, to you? I've got it, but I've got to put my phone down to be able to uh, see it. Uh, I know it was, I had a list of names. It was Granny Hulkster, Big Swing. The Icon and the Big Swing, right. Mm-hmm. The Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. What, what did you need me to say? Uh, well, you'll say your name. Uh-huh. Uh, you're listening to you're listening to the Attitude Air Live, and you'll say our three names. Okay, Advocate what Air? Attitude Air Live. Oh, Attitude Air. Okay, when you want that? Well, I'll, I'll count you down from five, and then we'll have you say it, and then uh, if we have okay. to do a couple takes, we can do that. All right, ready? Okay. Five. All right. Four. Hey, y'all, this is Sam Houston. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to listen to the greatest, the Attitude Era with Granny Hawkster, the Icon, and the Big Swing. Don't turn that channel. Awesome. You know, the cool thing is... That was awesome. I love that. I love oh, that. Yeah, the cool thing is you, you put me second, so it's going to be harder for me to edit their names out late. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, Icon, you kidding. behave yourself. Oh, no, how, you behave yourself. Actually, if, and if you do go to all that trouble, see it's worth the rip. Go to all the trouble and do it, and then email it to them. But but don't change it on the air, you know. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, 
you know, if our fans uh, wanted to, you know, check you out and, uh, you know, see what you're up to and follow you now, do you have a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, here's what I got. Yeah, here's what I got going on. Yeah, here's what I got going on. I got uh, a Michael Sam Houston is my personal Facebook page. Y'all, I've got almost, I got 5,000 friends. I got 1,000 waiting to be friends. Um, but my page is open, so anybody can, you know, go take a look. Uh, we've also got uh, Jamie Morris is set up. Well, Chris Seitz, a friend of mine, had set up Sam Houston's God's Got a Hold on Me on Facebook. Uh, however, oh, just with, with so much going on in everybody's life and you know, all the hustle and bustle lately, uh, we, we've changed it up, and it's, uh, Jamie Morris is running the – it's, it's no longer Sam Houston because uh, it's a testimonial page. It's an encouraging page. So the name of that page is God's Got a Hold on Me. Now, it will be evident that it's my page, but – I'm not the focus here. Now, if you want to, and something I have for the fans is uh, Sam Houston Fan Nation. They can join that. That's a fan page. And then there's also, um, I believe, Sam Houston Athlete. And I know they're working on the All Pro Wrestling League. But also okay. things that are going on. Uh, I, I, some, oh gosh, I've been involved with it for about three years now, uh, and they're they're putting putting my name with it. It's, so it's the Sam Houston New Life Horse Rescue, and we we save we 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 get horses that are going to slaughterhouses, and we're we're basically their last hope, and uh, we get them uh, and we train them. And we will first we feed them and heal them up and everything, and then uh, train them. I mean, and, and get them ready for for service work. Actually, they help. They, they help quite a bit with autistic kids. That's awesome. You know, the, the elderly like it. Oh, they they got this. They got this one little miniature pony. I mean, just a, he, he's just maybe uh, maybe a month old. But he's a miniature horse So right now he only comes up to about my knee His back comes up to my knee But I'm so big that he won't come around me So I had to sit down on the ground the other day And he finally come up behind me Snuck up behind me and gave me a wet willy right in the ear (laughs) You know it's funny I got got a little puppy dog like that His name is Homer Icon Diggs And uh, if I don't wake up in the morning To take him out or give him water Or give him food or whatever that's what he'll do. He'll put his tongue right in my ear, and it drives me absolutely insane. But I, oh, I yeah. love my little puppy dog. If, well, if you do that to your girlfriend, I hear that'll drive her absolutely insane as well. <laughs> well, actually, actually, uh, when when I do that to my girlfriend, I usually get the alarm clock thrown at me. But uh, oh. that, that's 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 you're a whole not other doing thing. something right. You're not holding your tongue you're right. Right, exactly. Uh, hey, man, y'all got to have me back on because I didn't get to tell none of my good stories, none of my ribs, nothing Well, like I was that. just going to ask you, I was just going to ask you if you would be willing to join us again. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know? All right. Uh, now, uh, I, I, I've I got a whole lot you. going on. I've got a whole lot going on. So, um, ooh, uh, you know, we'll just have to, like, get it scheduled and stuff. Uh, but I, right. I'm up, the other I'm thing up I was going to ask you, 
the other thing I was going to ask you is, and I kind of talked about this when I first when I first met you, and uh, if you'd be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for our big December uh, show that we got coming up. Sure, you know uh, you got to get a hold of Jamie through that for that, uh, and and then also one of the other things uh, I don't know if you're any of you, well first of all the, there's a, a Sam Houston brand on YouTube is my channel. I want to get, uh, okay. throw that out there. Um, okay. And then I, I'm okay. I've gotten together. I'm I don't know much about streaming and anything like that. I know about wrestling. Well, on May the uh, May the fifth this year, the APWL, the All Pro Wrestling League, had its inaugural show in Whitesboro, Texas, for a little girl uh, named Everly Ledbetter. Now, Everly is four years old, and she's been diagnosed with a very aggressive form of leukemia, and she requires a very aggressive. Defense, you know, chemotherapy, mm-hmm. everything. Um, so we we did an event for for her that night. Well, she was able to come to the event, and I got to tell you, she lit up like a Christmas tree. All the wrestlers went out there, and you know, just, I, I mean, performed uh, at a hundred percent. You know, it was it was an awesome event. So uh, the streaming company has approached me. And they want to stream our, all of our events. Now, in a picture-perfect world, this is this is a blessing for me. In a picture-perfect world, I'd be able, you know, you have to uh, you have to make your money to pay your talent the whole nine yards. Well, in a picture-perfect world, for me, a hundred percent of the door money will go to the beneficiaries. You know, the families in need. That's what, you know, that's what you want to see, right? Right. Okay, well, through this twitching and streaming, they'll raise uh, they'll raise through donations and prizes, prize giveaways, uh, the uh, the all the cost for the event, leaving one hundred percent of the box office to go to the families in need. Well, you know, here, now, here's the thing. Uh, how many wrestlers wrestling do you have involved in that? Right now, I got about uh, I got about twenty, and I've got guys that are, are popping on all, all the time. I've got two two events that I'm trying to schedule now, but we need all the help we can you know get on it. But I've got well, here's, what, here's what we want to do for you. Here's what we want to okay. do for you. When when is your next show? Well, we were looking for we were looking at September the fifteenth, but the first thing that needs needs to happen was we need to raise uh, we need to raise the 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 money for the rent on the building and the insurance. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Here here's what here's what here's what we can do for you. Uh, what we'd like to do, if if you're willing to do it. Uh, you know, on uh, like the Monday before your show, like for instance, you're on the 15th. The Monday before your show would be the 10th. Maybe we could, uh, we'll get, not maybe, we will get you back on. Hello, you're breaking up. I, I'm losing you. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, that's a yeah, better. Yeah, that's better icon. Okay. 
Uh, it it felt like he was getting yeah. lower and lower in the chair. You know those old things. You know you're on the watch TV screen and the guy keeps going lower and lower in the chair. Well, you know, uh, you know, Jake, you know, Jake Roberts used to do that in interviews. He used to talk and he talked real low, so you'd have to get to the, you'd have to walk up. Yeah, so you have to lean in. Yeah, he learned that trick yeah. from my father. Yeah, that's you know, if you that, got something important, if you got something, yeah, if you've got something important to say, they'll shut up and listen. Right, so here's the thing. You, you mentioned the 15th of uh, September, uh, mm-hmm. and what we'll do is we'll get you on the 10th of September, uh, and I'll, I'll contact you, and we'll work, we'll work that out. We'll get you on there, and then you can tell us about the show, and then maybe uh, if you can talk to the wrestlers that you have on the card, uh, we can get some of them on too, and then we'll just promote, the, we'll promote your whole event. Anytime you have an event, We'll promote it for you, and we'll get, we'll well, get I mean, your information that's out awesome. there for you. You know, uh, however, how many listeners do you have in Whitesboro, Texas, you know, around that 60, 80-mile radius, you know? Well, we, we – I mean, no, I mean, I want, I want as much talking, uh, you know, as possible because, you know, if there's – whenever people watch me wrestle, whenever they leave, they, they, they go, that guy takes it to a different level. Wow. You know? I mean well, – let me uh, ask you this: How far are you from how are, how far are you from Frisco, Texas? Um, I'm not sure. I'm in right now. I'm in Sherman. The reason why I ask is I'm going to be in Texas in January for uh, you know for the national championship, and uh, if uh, you know either on my way out or my way there, if it's on the way or if it's on the way out, maybe uh, I could stop by and uh, we could. Uh, get together for I don't know maybe a half hour whatever have some lunch yeah. together I can introduce yeah. you to my friends and everything well uh, you yeah, know that'd be I cool. think that'd be awesome yeah that'd be cool I'm up for anything man I, I like to have fun right, I like cool. to spread the word yeah I like to spread the word I like telling people how God's you know been a great influence in my life you know and you gotta have faith in I got let me tell you something I was in prison I was in uh, this one time. Um, I, I had no money on the books. You know, it was it was horrible. I I had the worst cold. I was I was all clogged for three days. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do nothing. Couldn't get comfortable. It was a fever. You know, you can buy over the counter medications and stuff like that in prison if you've got money on the books. I didn't have any money on the books. I didn't have a whole lot of friends, so nobody was going to help me out with nothing for three days. I couldn't breathe. And finally oh. one night. Yeah, finally one one night I was sitting there and and, and I'm, I mean I'm all, I was almost to tears, you know. And uh, um, I prayed, you know, and I told Jesus, and I had faith. That, you know, that this is the creator of our world. You know, Jesus Jesus is part of His Father. You know, the three in one. I mean, you know, I. Uh, I serve the Lord Jehovah through Jesus Christ. You know, and I know Jesus can, can heal. And I know that. And I prayed that. And, you know, ten minutes later I could breathe. And I haven't had so much as a cold since then. That's awesome. You know? That's because he healed, man. Right. You know? Well, you know, I'll tell you. Uh, I didn't go to a doctor you, that's practicing medicine. I came to a right. healer, you know. <laughs> right. A great physician. Yeah. A great physician. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, I, I do, I do want to say, um, 
and uh, it is my honor to call you Mr. Houston, and uh, it is also an honor uh, that you and I are friends, and uh, I did send you a uh, friend's request on Facebook, and I hope you'll accept it. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, to us all. Gotta, uh, I'll have to look through it right now, uh, but I'll definitely get to When did you send it? Just a little bit ago. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take care of it in a few minutes. <laughs> Icon, right. may I may may I chime in and say something really quick before yeah, we let yeah. Mr. Then, Houston then go? Our, then our next guest is going to be calling in, so sure, go ahead. Okay. Well, first of all, Mr. Houston, it is an honor to speak with you. I am Granny Holkster. That is not. I am not a wrestler. I am just a wrestling fan. My real name is Lori Bird. But okay. I have actually met Jake Roberts. I've met your brother because there was an organization called Traditional Championship Wrestling. They used to run in Arkansas, and I got to meet Jack Roberts one time at when TCW was running, and then I saw Jack Roberts at a wrestling show that they had in Springdale, Arkansas, where I live. But uh, listening to you, sir, I, was, talk was, about was, was can I ask you? Can I ask you something? Yeah. Were, were, was Bill Ash was he, was he the promoter on that? The fellow that may used to make I think the, the one in Spring, the one, the one in Springdale, the one in Springdale, Arkansas, where I saw Jake Roberts was. I believe Bill Ash was a part of that. I believe. Now, cool. when TCW was run, and that was when Matt Riviera had TCW, uh-huh. and I have a lot of friends that wrestled down in Texas, and I'm sure you know Tim Storm. Yeah. Don't you? He's okay. Well, Tim Storm wrestled. Well, I, I am very good friends with Tim, Tim Storm. So you can tell Tim, say, hey, I got to talk to your very good friend, Granny Holster, on the Attitude Era Live show. I definitely will. But your story. Don't forget to mention your friend, the icon, too. Yeah, okay. But your, but, but your, but your stories really inspired me, sir, because um, you talk about God and everything. I mean, and I was sharing a story with the big swing and the icon before, um, before you called in tonight. Um, I've had some health issues over the years and everything. And I had a little dilemma whether or not I should kind of step back from being granny Hulkster, the fan that I am, you know, because I've been mm-hmm. Lori Burt wrestling fan. I've been granny Hulkster wrestling fan. And I've had this gimmick name for about 15 years. I mean, you can go back and see old episodes on YouTube of TCW. And if you see this lady in a yellow T-shirt that'll say Granny Hulkster, Queen of TCW, or what you're going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you, that's me. <laughs> I mean, I when TCW ran, there, I was a lot of episodes, and they televised their episodes. and. Oh, I mean, I cool. hollered all the bad. Well, I hollered all the bad guys. I cheered for the ask good you guys. This. Okay, you, know. you said you saw Jake at Arkansas. I went out there in, I guess it was '99, and I wrestled for a group in Arkansas. And you know, just a real quick story for y'all. Uh, when I was uh, when I was 12, 13 years old, my mom and dad split up. I went on the road with my dad, and. Uh, the first place we went to, my dad got back in the ring. We, he went to Tampa for a while, and then he was down there for a couple months, and then he went to the Pensacola Territory and was there. Well, that place in the Pensacola Territory, the referee in Pensacola's name was Mike Sykes, uh, who later became, and he was 19 years old, long blonde hair. He later became Michael Hayes. But 
So I met Mike Seitz or Mike Michael Hayes in uh, Pensacola, Florida. A couple months later, we were wrestling. For, my dad was wrestling for George George Calkin. George Calkin had gone opposition against Bill Watts. So dad was working for Calkin for a few months, and then and that's where I met Terry Gordy. And Terry Gordy was 15 years old, and he was 265 pounds, and he was work a working son of a gun. Well, then later my dad was working for Watts, and uh, he was the matchmaker for Mid-South, and he brought this new team in, the Freebird. Well, you know, we were, we'd all, like, kind of, you know, young kids and stuff. Even Michael was the oldest, but Terry was only two years older. But after the ma- or before the matches, we played Frisbee out back in the whole nine yards. And I always used to play the music and stuff because I'd keep time for the matches, you know, ring the bell, the whole nine yards. Hey, guys. Yes, and then uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I hate I hate to cut I hate to cut your uh, story short, but uh, we do have Just our one uh, second. Our but I, here's the, Here, here's my life. Here here's the thing. We were in Arkansas, and Terry Gordy and I were were tag team partners for the Arkansas tag team uh, straps or tournament. And I asked wow. him if I could go to the ring to the Freebird song. So yes, oh, wow. I, you know I got to walk to the ring to Freebird. You know, That's awesome. Just, it's just you know some some little little blessings that you get that you need. Well, to you've been an inspiration to me, Mr. Houston, considerably. You have been such an inspiration to me tonight, sir. I mean, I love listening to your stories, and I can't wait to have you back on this show again. Okay, and we will definitely well. do that. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, my phone's about to dead, so let me let y'all go and text me in the morning. Or, uh, yeah, uh, give me a shout on uh, Facebook, and and I'll take care of it. God bless you, Sam. Okay, God All bless right. y'all, too. Sam Houston, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so uh, the way I understand it, our next guest is ready. Yep, we uh, do have him on. I'm going to patch him through right now. And I'll introduce ladies and gentlemen, our second combatant of the night. A little late, but he's on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, he is what we would call the man, the myth, the legend, just like me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tommy McGee. Hey, TJM, what's going on? Hey, not much, man. How y'all doing out there? Good. Now, was that not the greatest introduction you've ever had or close to it? I was good. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a legend. It makes me feel a lot older than what I really am. But, you know, hey, that was really good. I appreciate all that energy and excitement. Well, what we do is uh, after I introduce the guests, we like to have them kind of uh, give a little introduction about themselves, tell us a little about themselves, and we ask them questions. So go ahead, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you some questions. I'll tell you right now, on the phone right now is Wild and Free Tommy Jack McGee. I tell you, if you want to see some excitement, you come on over to the show where I'm on. If you want to see some good old wrestling, not this high-flying stuff necessarily, because I, yeah, I don't really fly, but I'm a great fighter. You come on over to the show, and if you want somebody just to shake a hand, do a little dance, uh, yeah, we'll do some of that partying after the show, too. That's all right. That's me, Tommy Jack McGee. Awesome. Now, um, so, uh, Tommy, how long 
Have uh, you been in uh, the wrestling business? How long have I been in the wrestling business? Oh, gosh. I guess you could say I've now been in there a little over two years now. I started out in the ring, in a boxing ring, actually. I came up as a fighter. Um, oh, okay. Did a lot of boxing. I stumbled him. Gosh. You know, it's kind of hard because when, when you ask the question, you go, there's, there's so many t- ways to put that, you know, because I guess you could say I was in the wrestling business as a kid on my daddy's knee, you know. Right. Down there. You just heard Sam Houston talk about the Freebirds. I watched the Freebirds live, WCCW down there in uh, Dallas, Texas, at the Sportatorium. Von Erichs, Bruiser Brody. Uh, you had Andre the Giant that would come through. You had uh, uh, King Kong Bundy when he had hair, you know. And I think that really the passion for this business started right then. But my first steps into the ring was actually in the boxing ring. Um, you know, and there's been a lot of boxers in the history of wrestling that really got uh, interested and enamored with the business from that boxing ring. Uh, you want to talk about Muhammad Ali. You, um, gosh, Mike Tyson is more of a recent one. But well, Floyd Mayweather, these guys. But, man, I guess in, in terms of actually being uh, doing it recently, I'd say the past two years have been really active. Okay. And that when you uh, when, when you wrestle, uh, would you consider yourself uh, a heel, a babyface, or an in-betweeny, or do you usually let the crowd uh, decide what you're going to be that night? Oh, brother, there ain't no in-between with Tommy Jack McGee. You know, <laughs> I am definitely, I'm definitely a babyface. Yay! Oh, see, I knew, <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to say that, but. I just like the way that you describe how you are, which is kind of cool. Oh, um, appreciate it. Now, uh, in your, you know, you mentioned you've been in the business for two years in your, you know, in your short time. Uh, now, I've been, you, in, uh, been, I've been in the ring in, in terms of wrestler for two years. Okay. Little. Now, have you, uh, have you uh, been with the, the same company the whole time, no. or have you uh, been with a couple others? No, brother, I travel. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I okay. primarily stay at Supreme, but I've done a lot of travel. And uh, in your uh, in your uh, time so far, have you had a chance to uh, win any titles, or uh, are you going to be going for any titles? This last time, I have not. Yeah, have I been going for titles? You bet. Always go for titles, and I've gotten screwed over. Uh, by some guys from getting titles. Eric Draven, I've beaten him numerous times. Uh, it's interesting, though, that he always finds a way to sneak out of there and get away from it. But I guarantee you, the title's coming. Uh, I've gone to numerous promotions. He's a cheater, isn't he? What's that? He's a cheater, isn't he? <laughs> Eric Draven does what Eric Draven wants to get what Eric Draven gets. You know, if it means cheating, then they'll cheat. If it means sliding out of the ring, then they'll do it. You know, but here's the thing. Eric Draven is, Eric Draven is a great wrestler. I can't take nothing from him. He's got a great history. got a great uh, status. 
He's held numerous titles. He's wrestled some of the best in the business. But when, for some reason, every time he comes up against me, he's got to find a way to cheat or uh, get out of there. But, you know, it's, it, to me, that's part of this business. I've got feuding with guys for the past few months that's done nothing but cheat. But trust me. Cheaters will lose. They always get caught. And you can take it from me. I'm going to be right there on top of them when they are. Well, here's the good news for you. Any guest that we've had on this show, that uh, whether they went for a title uh, the next day, the next week, the next month, or whatever it was, we have a perfect record. Any guest that has been on the show has won a title on their next defense. And I'm proud to say, now everybody thinks this is an inflated number, but it is not because guys have won multiple titles. Uh, but uh, we are currently 199 and 0. So you wow. need to make us the 200 mark. Well, I look forward to doing that. I tell you what, I, I, I sure do wrestle a lot better than I whip my bull whip. And I'm not too bad at that, although here just a few minutes ago I caught myself in the face with it. But, I guarantee you, the uh, next person gets whipped for that title. If, with them statistics and the wrestling abilities and those good fans behind me, I think we'll make that 200. Now, you know, you mentioned, you, you know, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, your, your bull rope. Uh, uh, how long have you been practicing on that or been, been uh, skilled with the bull rope? Well, it's not the bull rope. This is a bull whip. Bull rope bull is whip. different. Okay. Right. Okay. How long have you had your uh, do, doing uh, skills with the bull whip? I started using the bull whip when I was a kid there in Texas. And I used it for a while. I recently bought me another one, picked it up, and this one's a bit longer. Uh, this one's ten feet. But I needed to get me a bull whip because I kept getting attacked from behind and. Uh, getting some beatdowns on me. So I needed something to make sure I had my back. Yeah. So I got me a bull whip. I've been using it, uh, I don't know, this one, a couple of weeks, three weeks maybe. Usually I don't have a backlash that catches me, but once in a while you get a whip that goes wild and catches you in the grill. Okay. Now, when you... Uh... When you uh, when that thing whips back at you, um, it uh, it's definitely uh, a memorable experience, if I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, yeah. Although I mean, you, you don't forget it any time soon. But you know, sometimes things happen. You know, it's just part of the way it is. I've seen it happen in the ring with other guys and. It, it, it'll be all right. You got to be tougher than leather. Right, exactly. Now, um, when you uh, when you wrestle, we all know that you know every wrestler, you know, generally has a uh, a finisher that they use. Mm-hmm. What is your finisher? And tell us about it. What, what what's what's involved? Well, the one I typically use is the good old claw. I love the claw. If you you know, back down, I mentioned WCCW. There was a group called the Von Erics, and maybe you all heard of them. The Von Erics yep. would always Harry have Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, was my, was my one of my childhood heroes growing up. Oh, was 
I personally, I like David and Kevin. Kevin, of course, is still alive, still with us. But I, I went there in WCCW back when Fritz was still wrestling. And uh, he had the claw, the iron claw. And I've been working on that thing for quite some time. Now, that's usually the finisher that I, I pull out. However, I, I probably shouldn't reveal this since I'm right in the middle of a feud and a lot of people don't know exactly the moves that I've been working on. But I've got a couple extra moves up my sleeve that I guarantee you will knock the fire right out of some people in a heartbeat. Right now? Oh yeah. Well, we don't want to give we don't want you to give away your secrets. No, I I don't want to do that. But trust me, I'm always in the gym and I'm always in the arena. As well, you know, the first time we talked, I was right there at the arena and working on some more moves. So I, I've got some surprises coming on for these young bucks. Okay. Now, um, is there? Uh, you know, you mentioned. Uh, you know, you mentioned your feud. Uh, what uh, uh, is this? Uh, is this a feud that uh, uh, has been uh, going on for uh, since you started uh, with the company, or uh, did, did it start recently? Uh, no, it started back in when did that start? March, I reckon. Yeah, I think back in March. Back in March. Right. Marksman Bud, uh, he had he had the crowd support, you know. And me personally, I'm a very loyal individual. I'm loyal to my fans. They're loyal to me. I'm loyal to the people that are around me. I'm a tag partner. I'm loyal to him. And the Marksman Bud, he had, the people were behind him. They supported him. They liked him. And he turned his back on them. And I went over there to try to address the situation, try to encourage the man. And for some reason, he just jumped. Me. And ever since then, he's every single match that we've had, he's cheated. He's used a chain. He's used uh, powder. Uh, he's gotten two, three other people to distract. Uh, he's just been a thorn in my side. And I've beaten him, and that wasn't good enough for him either. He had to attack me after that match, and so. I got me a little surprise, not just uh, my my bull whip, but I got me a tag team partner in the Texas Outlaw, and we're coming after that, that group right now. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just going to ask you that. Uh, if you'd ever uh, thought about tag team, you know, because, you know, I have a mask, but, you know, I usually just break it out on the weekends, but... Uh, now, are you going to be? Are, are you going for tag team titles uh, with uh, with your partner? Well, I'm not opposed to. Uh, you know, I'm never opposed to standing in the ring. Typically, I work uh, single matches. But when you keep getting attacked, you've got to promote and you've got to find somebody that you can trust that'll have your back. And there is nothing better for another Texan to have as a partner than a fellow statesman, another Texan. Uh, I'm not opposed to going up there for tag team titles at all. I don't think Texas Outlaw is opposed to that either. Uh, if it happens, it happens. But what I tell you, one thing, I surely plan on ending this feud with the Texans on top. And uh, 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 how long have you? Uh, how long have you known the Texas Outlaw? Oh gosh, it's been over two years. Two years. 
And, you know, he, he's recently he got injured, and uh, he has just recently come back. In fact, a lot of people didn't know that he was coming back. I was finally, I would say that it shocked everybody, but, you know, I kept getting beat down. And uh, after I beat Marks uh, and Flood, I finally had enough of it, and I had to give my buddy a call and tell him what was going on. Let him know I need somebody to get my back. And I guarantee you, Texas Outlaw's got it. Now, now the Texas Outlaw. If uh, if I if I think uh, I think I know who the Texas Outlaw is. He's a he's a big boy. He's got a beard, and uh, he he kind of he's kind of built like Kevin Owens. Is that the same individual that is your partner? Yeah, he's the one with the bull rope. I got the bull whip. Okay. He's got the bull rope. But yeah, that's the boy. He's held the. Uh, uh, he's held the title numerous times. He's been the heavyweight champion numerous times. He's a man you don't want to mess with. But of course, I don't have to worry about that. But I guarantee you, anybody crosses our path, they will. So, you know, I was just thinking. You know, you got you got the bull whip, and he's got the, uh, you know, he's got the rope there. Why don't you just tie one of the guys up and then beat the other guy? Well, you know when when the when it's two on two, we really don't need the bull rope and bull whip. We just beat them. <laughs> you know, because I, I I well, would you would you be opposed to having a uh, an old fashioned Texas bull rope match? The first one to get to the rope uses it. No, I'm not opposed to it at all. I think that anybody that's stepping across the ring from us would definitely be opposed to it. And who can blame them? I mean, I, I know a lot of folks out there want to want to talk about how Texas Outlaw may have been just coming from an injury and ring rust and all that and how I've been getting beat down. But I tell you, you can beat me down. You're just making me tougher. I'm coming back stronger than that. I'm working out harder than that. And Texas Outlaw, I would never put anything past him either. I don't blame him for not wanting that match with us. Right. But I'm not now, we got about, it either. Well, I'll tell you what. we got about 20 minutes here with you, and we got we uh, I got some more good questions here for you. But one thing we want to get out of the way real quick is I had, uh, sent you a little script uh, to do a little liner for us, and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and take care of that now, so we don't forget. Uh, uh, you, you do know it, okay? I'm gonna count you down from five, and then if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that. But I I, I think you pretty much have it down what you're gonna say. So uh, I'll count you down, and we'll go ahead and uh, take a take a shot at it. Ready? Five, sure. four, three, two, one. Howdy, y'all. This is Wild and Free, Tommy Jack McGee, and y'all are listening to Attitude Air Live with the icon, Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. There you go. That's See, fantastic. You know, I'll tell you, you know, the the sad thing is, uh, I should have been texting people the script a long time ago. I don't know why I never did. I was just uh, beating to them. But it seems to work a lot better when I send them the script ahead of time. So I think I'll just keep doing that. 
I don't think Colt Coombs did too bad not too terribly long ago. I mean, it just took him about three tries, but I thought it sounded all right. Oh, it was perfect. Now, uh, my co-host, Granny Hawkster, she, uh, you know, I I usually don't like to put her on the spot, but I'm going to now. Uh, I know that uh, she has a few questions for you, so uh, I'll go ahead and let her fire those away, and then uh, we'll keep this going. Well, hello, hello there. And you know, I'm I'm not a wrestler by any means. I'm just a huge fan. Although I've been threatened, been thrown in the ring a few times by some of my wrestling buddies. But you know, it's okay. I I enjoy I enjoy watching wrestling, and I enjoy hollering at bad guys. And I would, Granny would love to be in your corner since you're a baby face. You know, so. <laughs> I like Uh, the baby faces, but um, I guess one of my questions is, what has probably been your one of your most challenging matches since you've been wrestling? Oh my gosh! You know, a lot of guys go in the ring; they wrestle just once or twice a week. There's times that I do that, but there's times that I wrestle a lot more than that. There's been a lot of challenging matches over the years. a lot of great wrestlers. A lot of great wrestlers. And I can't really put one match as more difficult beyond the other. However, I would like to tell you, I would like to tell you a time that um, was more difficult after a match for me personally. Uh, and it happened uh, earlier this year, actually. I took a German suplex and. I landed right on the back of my head, and I, I laid there in the ring. First, I couldn't breathe, and I don't know how. I rolled over to my left side, but I rolled over to my left side, and for a second, I was out. When I came to, just kind of had a silent time with God and said, God, the prayer was real simple for me. It was simply, God, I think I broke my neck. And so out of nowhere, oh, no. just had this, had this uh, it was just like somebody told me, get up. And so I rolled over to the right, and I tried to get up, but my arm was folded up again, uh, underneath me. I still struggled to get up. I finished that match. Had difficulty feeling uh, down my body. It took me about 20, 30 minutes to finally be able to get up and, and walk in the locker room. And the next day, I traveled to Indianapolis. I wrestled and won that match. Uh, but I left that match in a lot more pain than what I did from the previous night. And it was really difficult for me, personally, to... Um, Wonder, you know, do, do I keep going? Do I really, do I really keep fighting? Because at any moment, that could be wrong. It could be bad. It could end my career. In my, my, uh, I got really involved this last time in wrestling by from a person by the name of Jacoby Myers. Jacoby. When she was 15 years old, she was a gymnast in in Washington, the state of Washington. She was coming off the uneven bars. She landed on the back of her head, and it broke her neck. 
and she inspired me. She still does to this day. Jacoby is now an 18, 19-year-old who is in college. She is paralyzed. But you look at pictures of her, she's got a smile on her face. And she's always been an encouragement to people. I know her mom and dad, and I love them dearly. And I tell you what, as long as there's Jacoby out there that are smiling, that are loving God and loving life, I will continue to fight. It was a difficult time for me. There was a sincere question. But I knew that if Jacoby keep going, so could I. By the That's, awesome. God, That's an awesome story. I keep doing it. Hey, can I talk a little bit about Matt Capitelli? Sure, go ahead. Is that all right? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if y'all y'all know this. Matt Capitelli, he won the WWE's Tough Enough some years back. Uh, recently, he passed away. He, he went through his uh, second bout with cancer. He had to. Um, he was given a WWE contract. He was going to be called up to the WWE, and uh, he received a concussion there in Louisville, Kentucky, and. Uh, that's when they found out he had brain cancer the first time. Of course, he couldn't wrestle after that. He did train numerous wrestlers. And uh, recently, uh, for a year of battling, his second time with brain cancer, he passed away. My heart, uh, my prayers are still with uh, Lindsey Capitelli and that fan, uh, that friends and fans of Matt. Uh, I appreciated the fall of people. Uh, we show a lot of prayer and respect uh, for Matt Capitelli and his family. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, we want to send uh, well, we want to send an Attitude Era uh, live uh, uh, prayers out to uh, his family on that. Um, and uh, you know, we uh, we we're here for you and. Um, it's, it's it is a sad thing. Well, I th- it is, but I think that these these folks show the fighting spirit. You know, that's what wrestlers go for. We, I love my fans. I love the people that encourage and that fight and stand up. And I, I love the Capitellis. I love the Miles family. And I, all my fans out there, thank you for your support. Now let's talk some more wrestling, shall we? Sure. Uh, well, we got about um, well, uh, by my estimation, we got about. <laughs> okay, y'all broke up on me. I got a little alien stuff going on or something. Going on or something. All right. Um, well, I. Well, here's the thing. We have uh, I'm I'm calling in from uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, we're having kind of a, an interesting weather pattern day right now, and uh, that could be what it is. Um, All right. When uh, is uh, your next event that uh, you're going to be partaking in, and where is well, it? And uh, how do fans get I'll be in Madison, Indiana, this upcoming Saturday. And then on, let's see, 
I think August 4th is a Saturday after that, right? If so, then I'll in Seymour, Indiana at that point in time. Currently, I'm working to get back down into Tennessee and then get into some of them southern states as well as up there towards Illinois. But in terms of seeing me next, it'll be Saturday there in uh, Madison, Indiana. And uh, that's when you're going to be uh, wrestling with your tang team partner or you're going after the uh, the cheaters? Well, I'm pretty, regardless, I'm pretty sure I'm going after the cheater, whether or not it'll be with the tag team partner. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that he's there. I haven't talked to him yet. This, well, no, that's not true. I talked to him just the other day, but in terms of uh, finding out for sure he's going to be there, he should be there. He should be there. Okay. Y'all be seeing that. now. Um, so is, this is and this is going to be this is supposed to be a, a, a one-on-one match, uh, or uh, you think there might be others getting involved? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm thinking we'll have a tag team match, but regardless, if it's one-on-one and other people get involved, whether it's not people trying to jump uh, uh, Texas Outlaw or people jumping me. We're gonna have each other's back, and I guarantee you, where we are, we got the bull whip and we got the bull rope, so we'll just go ahead and take care of the mess right then. All right. So, um, so, so you're, uh, so you're pretty much booked up uh, till the end of the summer. It sounds like. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I'm, I'm, I'm booked pretty well. Uh, there's always things that come up but I'm trying to get some more during the week itself uh, Of course I always love the bookings And love to travel And love to meet the fans Of course But uh, yeah I usually stay pretty busy And Why, what uh, you got you coming know, up? Well, uh, well we, we just got our You know we just got our uh, Show that we're doing on uh, You know Monday nights Uh and uh, I think we got another three guests uh, week next week. Uh, I don't have my book in front of me right now because uh, I'm uh, in a different location doing the interview. I don't have all my notes with me. But, you know, we're thinking that uh, if you'd be willing to, uh, we could get you to come on again. Um, and you can tell us about... Uh, you know what uh, what's been going on, and if you've been able to get the monkey off your back with with those cheaters, and uh, maybe you could uh, see if you can get your uh, uh, your bodyguard to come on with you too, and uh, maybe he could interview with us as well. My bodyguard? You mean my bullwhip? No, no, no. Pardon? Your uh, um, Texas outlaw. Oh, my tag team partner. Yeah, we're sure we yeah, can get that part. done. I'm sure we right. can get that done. Uh, yeah, right. man, there's a lot of wrestling we can talk about. We can talk about great historical matches. We can talk about uh, what's going on in wrestling nowadays. We can talk about the great indie stars that are uh, up and coming and have been there. We can talk about uh, folks that I've worked on cards with. We can talk wrestling all night long. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, now that you mentioned that, you know, uh, now that you mention that, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of put this out to you. 
you know, uh, we all know as an independent wrestler, because we love having independent wrestlers on because uh, they they basically, you know, control their own destinies and whatnot. Uh, and you don't, we don't have to jump through 75 hoops just to get them on like we do with WWE Superstars. If the WWE, because we know that that's the big dance, if the WWE were to call you and offer you a deal or a contract, is that something that you want to do? Because once you get signed with them, you know, you basically, you know, they tell you what you can do, they tell you what you can't do, they, they you can't do podcasts, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to do it. Is that something that uh, you'd, you'd want to do, or do you want to stay as an independent where you basically control what you want to do? Well, you know, it'd be a tough, tough call. There'd be a lot to weigh out. You know, because we, you do have to provide for your family. You do have to provide a source of income. And I do think that most people would want to wrestle with the WWE if, if given the opportunity. Would I take it? If they called, sure. I'd take it. It would supply for my family at least a support period of time. And when I come out of there, you know, the thing is, I was trained and taught respect and the history of this business, and I don't, I don't think that you ever get rid of that. I don't think that you just forget that. That is something that's ingrained in you. Um, but yeah, I mean, WWE really, recently, in my opinion, is doing a lot more to help promote wrestling than what it used to do. If you notice on the WWE events now. A lot of times when they come out before they hit the steps and get in the ring, they'll shake hands, you know, with, with their fans. Take that back ten years ago. Ten years ago, did you see them shaking hands with their fans? I didn't know. I never, I never saw that. But now you do. Uh, you take a look at fan appreciations that they have going on around WrestleMania and some of their events, even before their shows like they had one in Cincinnati tonight, the fan appreciation is more so there and more advertised now than what it has been in the past. So I think that they're trying to promote that uh, that feel and that historicity that um, was there before. And I appreciate that. Not only that, but I've worked with guys that have come out of WWE um, and and are really, you know, they work on the independent level now, and they are really uh, for that. They meet with their fans. They they talk to the guys. We learn a lot from them. Um, I think that WWE is doing some things good, and I don't see too many people wanting to step away from that and say, no, I won't take it. Now, would it be, would there be some um, difficult things? Yeah. Yeah, there would be some difficult things there. I'm not going to lie. But you, you got to remember, we got to provide for families and the source of income, too. And it, it's like saying, well, if you're an actor, would you just rather stay in your local um, uh, theater or in a traveling theater of five or six states? 
or would you go on to do a movie where you can't tell what's going on, you can't talk about the script, you can't um, talk about what's going on behind the scenes? I don't know too many people who say, no, I'll just stay here with these five or six um, plays and five or six states and not uh, do a movie. I think, I mean, obviously, if it's something that morally um, goes against their morals, that would be one thing. But if if it's not, then I think the people would take that. And I can't say that I'd be any different. Um, Now, one thing that we do ask, though, one thing that we do ask, though, is when when you get to that level, and we see you wrestling on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. You will still consider us your friend, and you'll still be willing to talk to us. Oh, brother, I tell you, you don't even have to worry about that. I'm one of the most loyal people to me. There's no doubt I'll talk to them. I'll talk to people. That's not ever going to change. Right. And, uh, it don't matter where I go. I am who I am wherever I am. And... Right. That's just me. Right. And, uh, you know, for people that don't know, uh, you know, you and I have been uh, pretty uh, have been pretty good friends over the last uh, couple months when I first started talking to you. And uh, when I asked you and I'll let fans know this when I when I asked him if he would come on the show was that without hesitation, he said, hey, what time? And when? The only thing you didn't ask me is what should I wear. Well, I figured if I'm calling it, it don't matter. (laughs) Yeah, you know, people that know me, they're not shocked by that response. Uh, Because a lot of times when I get booked, people call me up saying, hey, can you come to our show? Obviously, if I have a book in that day, I don't say, well, hey, look, I'm out. I'm going to drop this looking for that one. Even if I'm offered more money, I go ahead and I stay with my booking. Because I made, that's my word. I made that word. I said that I, I would be there. I'm going to be there. And the people who know me know that that's not going to be surprising. And I'll be there any time. In fact, I even told you, hey, if you need somebody to step in, give me a call. Let me know an hour or two before we'll make it happen. And uh, the thing is, uh, we definitely, uh, we would definitely uh, want to have you on again uh, because this has been awesome and you've been uh, really great. And uh, like tonight, you know, we were supposed to have, uh, you know, we were supposed to have, you know, a three guest night, but uh, unfortunately, our one guest, you know, she's overseas, so. Uh, something happened with the with the time change or whatever or what have you. Right. So, that but, happens. Um, we uh, we definitely would love to have you on again, and uh, we do appreciate uh, you taking uh, your time to uh, join us again. Uh, but before we go, uh, let us know if our fans wanted to uh, catch up with you and follow you. Do you have a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have a Twitter? Uh, do you have uh, a YouTube? What do you got out there so our fans can uh, take a look at you? 
I'll tell you what, you can find me on Facebook, Tommy Jack McGee. You can find me on Instagram, same name. Uh, those are two sources of social media that I use primarily. You want to look up the matches on YouTube, go ahead. That's fine, too. Uh, you'll see me there. You can you know, shoot me a message, ask where I'm booked at. A lot of times I put my booking information on um, social media. Uh, but not all the time. But if, if, if a fan sends me a message, um, I'm typically pretty good about replying where I'm where I'm going to be at when. All right. So what we'll definitely do then is uh, when you, you know when you're out there and uh, when you win uh, when you when you win your first title, uh, I want you to send me a message. On, uh, well, that would be my here. first title here. That would be my first title in this area. Okay. Well, when you when you when you do win that title, you uh, let me know, and uh, we'll have you on, and then you can click the title uh, against the phone so we can hear it, and uh, <laughs> we'll make you the number two hundred in our uh, in our victory stance. That that'll work. That'll work. Now, where's where's Big Swing at? Uh, well, see, here's the thing. Big Swing, you know, he's in New York right now, and uh, he's covering the Yankee game. And on Mondays when the Yankees play, he does double duty. He does the show. He keeps it. He keeps us on the air, and uh, uh, he uh, well, he does a lot of stuff. He's uh, you know. Uh, like me, I always clear my Mondays out. And Granny Hulkster, you know, she takes time off from uh, making the Hulkster cookies on Monday nights to uh, be on the show with us. And um, yeah, I mean, and you Granny Hulkster is in Oklahoma. No, I'm in Arkansas. Oh, you're in Arkansas. What part of Arkansas are you in? I live in I live in Northwest Arkansas. I live in Springdale. Now I have a very good friend. Oh, yeah, I'm not very far from Bentonville, Arkansas. Not very far. I got Ken up there in Bentonville and Rogers. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, we spread out have a very, good. I have, I have a very good, I have a very good friend over in Oklahoma that does independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer called Wrestling for a Cause. And oh, uh, awesome. I'm really, inv- I'm really involved in that big time. So. That's awesome. Well, you know what you'll have to do since you have since you have uh, relatives up by her, uh, you know, uh, if you if you ever up that way, uh, let me know. I'll hook you up with the uh, Granny Holster, then uh, you, know, you guys can uh, go out and uh, you know she can make some cookies and uh, you know she, you can swing her cane. <laughs> yeah, Icon's still waiting. Icon's still waiting for his cookies. He still wants me to send him a care package. <laughs> Well, I'm working on getting booked over there into Arkansas. Well, there's not too many. There's only one wrestling federation um, down in Harrison, Arkansas. I know that they're not going to be doing any more shows the rest of this year. But um, other than Mid-States and Harrison, we don't have a lot of wrestling in Arkansas. I have to, unfortunately, I have to go to Oklahoma to yeah, see my wrestling. I've, so I've seen I've seen that quite a bit, and you'll. Some point in time, if y'all have me back on, we really, we really should discuss independent wrestling. Um, it's it's tough. 
And we give out a it lot. Is. Yeah. You know, and, and and I don't know, there's there's so much great talent and so much uh, hard work that goes into uh, getting it done right there in the ring. That's done behind the scenes, you know, in terms of the training and, and the hard work and promoting itself and all that. But, uh, you know, and, and not just not discounting the ring crews and, and uh, promoters and all that. But uh, it, it's tough on independent wrestling right now to make the money, to keep it going, get sponsorship and all that. So, folks, if y'all are listening, please, please, please get over there to your independent wrestling uh, promotions. Go shake some hands, get some high fives, and go support independent wrestling. So that's what I like about Wrestling for a Cause because they donate their time, all the money that they make on tickets, concession, merchandise, it goes to help the child and their family that they're helping for that particular show. That's what I love about this organization. Where do they wrestle at? Um, sometimes they'll wrestle in Tulsa. Um, a lot of times um, they their last uh, show they did in Claremore, Oklahoma, and they're having one August 11th in Claremore, Oklahoma. Sometimes it's a Wasso. Um, this organization actually started back in 2011 for a little boy named Ryder that they did a show for, and he lost his battle with cancer. And this is the fourth year that they've done the Ryder Cup Memorial show, and this is the first year that they had a two-day event and a wasso for the... They had a 16-man bracket for the Ryder Cup Memorial Show. And next year, they're going to have a two-day event for it as well. So it keeps growing year by year by year. And they have a Facebook page. They're on Facebook, Wrestling for a Cause, WFCCharity.com. Um, Tim Rockwell is the president and founder of WFC. And uh, I really, I I can't really go out and help promote a lot because of my health issues. But my contribution is I will pick up shirts in Fayetteville for Tim when he needs them picked up to bring to the show. And I will always try to bring something, whether we're having a raffle or silent auction or, or whatever. You know, I always try to bring something for that to help with that. That's my contribution to being able to help the organization. Right. Well, well, next time I'm visiting my buddy down there in Broken Arrow, I'll see if I can swing by and visit with him. Sounds like a great organization. That's you know a lot of promotions, a lot of independent promotions do a lot of great things for uh, individuals in the community. That we really give a lot back. And uh, you know, and I'm sometimes, and sometimes we do. Um, and they have done shows in Broken Arrow at the Boys and Girls Club as well, a few times off and on over the past few years. I got a great friend of mine there in Broken Arrow. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a great thing to be a wrestler. It's a great thing to be in this business. But that, I, you, you hear of all the guys that are coming up and, and really uh, – uh, Paying their dues there. You know, I, I got to give uh, credit to uh, Kevin Owens on on a show not too terribly long ago. He mentioned how uh, he went through the independent circuit and how much it taught him and trained him. And it really does. You know, 
lot of great wrestlers out there. Independent wrestlers, Diamond Steel is a, is a great one. There's uh, a lot of guys in there. I work with a lot of guys. Uh, Supreme Wrestling in uh, Madison, Indiana has a lot of great guys. Um, there's there's a lot of wonderful wrestlers, a lot of wonderful wrestling being done. Uh, I'm really I'm really proud to be in this business. And I, I just can't speak enough about it. I'll tell you what, I really appreciate y'all to do the podcast and support independent wrestling as well. Uh, you know, you guys get the word out there. Y'all go out there and y'all help promote us. Y'all work hard. My hat's off to you. Right. Figuratively and literally. I really appreciate that. I know that the Colt Tunes a few weeks ago, he said basically the same thing. Uh, he, he was right on when he said it in. Uh, you guys really help bring our name out there. Uh, we don't get to a lot of the, a lot of the television. I can't. We got two minutes. Okay. All right. Somebody well, tell uh, me we got two uh, minutes. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we do appreciate you taking time out your and uh, I am going to be in contact with you. We are going to have you on again. Uh, and we want everybody uh, to join us next week. Uh, keep a lookout on our uh, page on Facebook, Off the Ropes, because Facebook won't let us change it to Attitude Air Live because they find the name offensive, which I find is ridiculous. Uh, I will put the list of guests that we're going to have next week uh, up there uh, tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but until next week, this is uh, the icon for Granny Hulkster and the Big Swing saying, keep listening before we count you down for the one, two, three. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Who expected that? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam. More about this next week. Cause it's absolutely ridiculous. Dead man walking. You've done it now.